Today, by the grace of God, as I said earlier, we are looking at the topic running to obtain the prize or the trophy. Running to obtain the prize. When you read the Bible, you realize that many Bible authors or authors in the scriptures or writers of particular books in the scriptures employed what we call biblical metaphors to communicate divine truths. Truths about the world, for instance. Truths about the devil. In instances, you will see the Bible referring to Satan as the serpent or the great dragon. These are metaphors describing the character and the nature of the devil. And the Bible talks about the world being a field for, in some instances. And the people that are in the world are seeds. So the Bible employs a lot of biblical imagery to enhance the understanding of the readers of scriptures and to better communicate truths that are hitherto or otherwise difficult to comprehend. So when you read your Bible, you will see that there are many truths in Bible in the scriptures that are communicated to us using biblical images or metaphors. In many instances in the scriptures, the Christian life is described as a race. The Bible says that we are in a race. Christianity is a race. And all those of us who are Christians, who are in this race, we are runners with a definite goal ahead of us. We are running a race with a prize ahead of us. We are running a race expecting to get somewhere where by the grace of God we will be rewarded for our efforts in running. Hallelujah. The Bible says in the book of Acts chapter 20, Paul had finished his missionary journey. In, uh, in the second missionary journey, he was moving. And as he was moving, he went to Ephesus, a city where he had raised the church. And the Bible says he called the elders of Ephesus to, to him towards, and they took them to a beach. And he addressed them about the state and the condition of the church, the fact that he has labored intensely teaching the word of God and night, moving from house to house, exhorting them, encouraging them to serve the Lord Jesus. And in one instance, it says this in Acts chapter 20 verse 4, 24. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me if only I may finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me. The task of testifying to the gospel of God's grace. Paul said, my most important desire or what is uppermost in my mind is to finish the race and to complete the task. What Paul meant is that in Christianity, we have two important elements. One is the race, which is a personal reference to your life as a Christian and your relationship with the Lord Jesus. That's the race. The other is the task, which talks about your assignment, why God created you. Today, the focus of this message is not on the task. It is on the race. And Paul's desire is that what is most important to me, my life is not as important as me finishing my race. My life is not as important as me completing my personal race. 
Not only completing, but finishing well and finishing strong. Hallelujah. I want to announce to you that some Christians will finish the race, but they will not finish strong. They will not finish well. Paul's intention was that I finish strong. It is not important that I start well, but I start well and end well. Some people, they start the race and they divert somewhere else. There are many people that start well. They started together with us. John says in the book of 1 John, but they are no longer with us. So what is important in Christianity is not that you start. It's not that you give your life to Jesus. The most important thing in the Christian race is to finish the race. Oh, they go school. Man, they will start 5,000 meters. We have some friends, I can remember. They will start with speed. And they will not end. By the third lap, officials have to take them out of the field. Is that not so? You've seen that kind of thing. And they're going like, yeah! Pull, pull, pull. And the man is going. He thinks it is speed. And the officials look at him. And they say, if we keep this man here, he will give us trouble. He will die. So we want to preserve him for the next event. So come out of the race. Many men have started. They look like blazing stars. But they are faded on the way. Many Christians. They were blazing. When they got born again. They were on fire. Paul says, listen, I don't care whether you are on fire. The most important thing is to finish the race. It's to complete the race. Hallelujah. Paul's confession was that the most important thing in this life is the race. His personal work with Jesus. His relationship with God. And he, he wants us to understand that. Hallelujah. Listen to me, brothers and sisters. We cannot be consumed with the desire of completing our assignment in life at the expense of our personal race. For instance, for me, I want to also preach this gospel. But listen to me, even so, as I desire to preach the gospel, I must not forget that what is important is not my preaching. What God will count best or what God will require of me at the end is how did you go on your personal race? There are preachers who have forgotten that they are running a personal race. They are consumed with the desire to be great in the eyes of men, forgetting that they have their own race to run. Everybody, no matter how anointed you are, no matter the fire on your spirit, no matter the level of unction you are operating under, you have to run your own personal race. Everybody, you must run your race. And you must be determined at a very early stage to finish. You must be determined when you get born again that you are not going to stop running. Hallelujah. The Christian life is like a race with a prize at the end of the journey. And every Christian must make it their goal to win that prize. The prize, my brothers and sisters, is eternal life. And the rewards that will follow the just. Eternal life. Listen to me, we have not gone to heaven. Even though eternal life is at work in us, you have not reached heaven yet. We are still on earth. And as long as we are on earth, we must seek eternal life. The Bible says, lay hold on eternal life. Lay hold 
Take hold of it. Make sure you are truly saved. Make sure your salvation is correct. Because we have many people whose salvation is questionable on many pews today. Come to church, they are not born again. They sing the songs. They dance the dance. They pray the prayers. But they are not born again. They have not laid hold on salvation or eternal life. Hallelujah. There is a reward for every one of us that are faithful. Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 58, Therefore, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Keep abounding. Keep doing what God has called you to do. Keep obeying God. Keep working in God. Because your labor, your rest will not end in vain. There is a reward at the end of the day. Hallelujah. So one thing that is worth noting, my brothers and sisters, is that the chief motivation behind every race is the price. Without a price, no race will be exciting or worth preparing for. That's why even in schools, they put a price. There are trophies. Students or pupils in schools and the universities, people that compete in all disciplines, sporting disciplines, they put in a lot of energy because of the prize. At least train for four years for Olympic meet just for one single race or competition because of the prize. Prize motivates, encourages. When you walk the Christian life and you are confronted by difficulties, set your eyes on the goal. Set your eyes on the price. Remember that no matter the difficulty, there is a price ahead of your journey. At the end of your journey, hallelujah, there is a price. Somebody shout, yeah. There is a price. That's why we are in this thing. We are not in this thing for nothing. There is a price. Hallelujah. It is the reason for effective preparation or training. That's why we train. That's why we discipline ourselves. First Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul said this. No, I beat my body and make it my slave. So that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the price. I beat my body. I put myself through rigorous tests. I resist sin. I reject sin. I stand against temptation. I say no to that which caters for my appetite. Are you getting me? There are things we want to do. We will not do it because there is a price. Hallelujah. Paul says, I, the apostle, to the church in Corinth, I beat my body. A man that had great revelations, he go, he's gone to heaven. He healed the sick, raised the dead. Powerful man, one time they stoned him. He died. The spirit entered him. He went into the city again and preached. Such a man, he says, the most important thing for me is to put myself under control. Is to discipline myself. So train my body to respond to God rather than to respond to the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. And the lost around me. Hallelujah. Says I make my body a slave. Professional athletes of all sporting disciplines, they do that. They train. 
what is true in the physical natural realm, brothers and sisters, is also true in the spiritual world. For any Christian to run well and obtain a prize, there are several factors that must be considered. I want to understand that when you read your Bible, you will see a lot of things that Christians should do to obtain a prize. We cannot exhaust that in one sermon. What I believe God is trying to bring to us this morning, we help us as a church because the Lord laid this on my spirit as I sought his face to bring this to his people. There are many factors, brothers and sisters, that we promote effective running. If you want to run well in this Christian life, you must consider that there are many factors. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 22, 25, the Bible says something. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. The first factor, my brothers and sisters, is personal discipline and training. Somebody say personal discipline and training. The phrase is personal discipline, not group discipline. Not church discipline. Churches have a regiment. They have a personal training. For instance, they have a personal discipline. We come to church on Mondays. We come to church on Wednesdays. We come to church on Sundays in this church. It's a training discipline. And some people are satisfied. They live only on the diet they get when they come to church. At the personal level, you don't get no discipline, you don't get no training schedule. And you are an athlete in the race of life. It is not corporate. Some people say, I go to a very good church. All your assemblies of God. We are a good church. We pray, praise the Lord. We preach the word, thank God. But God is saying, your personal discipline, your personal training matters. Many people in many good churches will go to hell. Because they lack personal discipline and training. They are in a good church. Where the word of God is preached, but their personal discipline is not correct. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. The discipline or training required to make any Christian an effective runner in the Christian race constitutes consistent and diligent spiritual exercises. Consistent, faithfully committed to certain spiritual exercises. The number one thing we want to talk about as a discipline of the Christian life is prayer. Somebody say prayer. We live in a prayerless generation. Because we are a prayerless generation... We are a perishing generation. We are dying. Prayer is required on the altar of your personal life. Prayer is a training 
and a discipline that you must inculcate and imbibe and it must become a practice in your life if you are to run well.